Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Reach new career heights with University of Maryland's Robert H. Smith School of Business. Flexible MBA and MS options. GMAT and GRE not required. Learn more at go.umd.edu slash smithschool. University of Maryland Smith School of Business. Inspired, fearless, unstoppable. My name's Kevin Graham. I'm joined by Laura and Brian, and welcome to the post-match against Real Betis. And I've just realised that I haven't put the banner up. Man, I'm going. I'm going to get. I'm going to get the sack for that. I know. I'll, I'll need to ask you a question, then you'll see me typing away, bringing up the banner. Eh? Um, right. Basically, there's so much to unpack in that game. Really, really, so much to unpack. Uh, it was a dead rubber. The Celtic B team proved that we haven't got any rubber soles, but we could have rubber hammies the way it's actually gone. Laura, what's your overall uh, impression of that game tonight? Well, I'm going to just step back and show everybody what I was wearing for this game tonight, which is my Kyogo Christmas jumper. Thought it was going to bring us some luck, and it did in some ways, but it didn't in other ways. 
Uh, it was a bit of a roller coaster of a game, to be honest, especially that second half. I was just saying to you and Brian before we came on air, if it had mattered at all, I think I'd have been having a heart attack because so much of what was good about Celtic was on display tonight and so much of what was bad about us was equally on display. It was just every time we did something good, we left ourselves open to something uh, something bad and... Yeah, the injuries is another thing I want to get into entirely because there comes a point where you've got to say it's not all just bad luck, but I'm sure we'll get to that anyway. Brian, what's your overall or overall view of the game? I mean, we finished the champ the, the Euro. I was going to say Champions League. There we wish wow. Champions League. <laughs> uh, we, we finished the Europa League group section with nine points, nine points, and we're still looking at the the Conference League. I know if you listened, we'd have took that at the start of the season. You know, we'd been able to believe we'd have been in this position. And the fact is, a, a, a very weakened Celtic side beat Real Betis 3-2 in a European night parkhead. So that's your, your sort of headlines. That's a, the, the real positives. Other positives were I thought the attitude for the players was excellent. I thought they really dug in. The guys coming on that had they played for a while. You know, they, there was no fault in the effort. The team played with an identity. If you know, without some of the sort of position you would want. Um, so overall, positive, positive result, feeling happy, enjoyed the game, although parts of it were heart and mouth stuff. Um, none more so than when Kyogo went in. That's the real one. And it's positive I always am about Ange and about Celtic this season. He's no infallible and putting Kyogo on tonight was a, a real, real massive risk. And now we don't know if it was taken back, if he's just hurt himself a wee bit and been taken off, and it's with caution. We don't know if it's a, a hamstring injury and he's going to be out for a few weeks. But it could really affect this. This month's really crucial for us. And if it Kyo goes out and it's because we played him in this dead rubber, that's that's a real black mark in the jaw for the big fella. Um, however... We don't know how serious it is or not. And the, the overriding emotion is positivity, I think. We, we played really well against a, a decent side. Great result. Uh, a few players, I think, done themselves no harm. But that's the real, the real worry for this game, unfortunately. The dark cloud is the, the Kyogo injury. It, it is a worry, Laura. Laura Aime, when Kyogo was coming off and he'd done that flick of the hair doing over his face. He were just going, oh no. It's almost as if he knew himself. But we do not know. We need to actually operate whatever God you're going to pray to that is actually fine. There's two ways to look at this. Brian's Brian's given Big Ange a black mark. Are you giving Big Ange a black mark for uh, bringing on uh, for bringing on Kyogo when basically he's only fit striker in the football club. Yeah, well, I mean, I was I was going to say exactly that. I can see exactly where where Brian's coming from, but at the same time, like you say, that we didn't really have another option. My my only saving grace about the way that Kyogo came off the pitch was, and this is skating awfully close to a topic that's been topic of discussion for a few weeks. Is um, he is he can be a bit dramatic sometimes, like he can be absolutely gutted sometimes when it doesn't entirely like warrant the the like dismay that he's feeling and I just hope that he was just really disappointed and that actually it's not as bad as he maybe thinks or 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 that it looked because 
We really, really need him for the next few matches. We really need him, especially in January against Rangers. It's just, if there was one or two players out of the entire squad that you want to say, we need to get through this period unscathed with the two of them, it would be him and McGregor, probably. Um, But if you're doing without them, and we've already lost Jota, it's, you know, like Brian said, it's almost a, a black cloud hanging over what should be a a much more positive feeling given that at the end of the day we have won 3-2 in what was a really exciting match. Definitely. I mean, we should, I'm going to bring up the comment by Brian Walsh and we should all be like, not ecstatic, but over the moon that a Celtic B-side actually looked good. Brian Walsh, I found it really impressive the way the personnel were almost entirely different, but the game plan and style of play transitioned seamlessly. That bodes well for the heavy schedule ahead. Brian, I says yesterday when you were off on your Christmas night out, I says it didn't matter what Ange was going to do do tonight. He was going to get, he was going to be right in some eyes and wrong in other eyes. It looks like he's took a gamble tonight and it's backfired, eh? Well, why? Well, yes and no. He's took a gamble putting Kyogo on. That's all. That's what I But other than that, I think. You have to say he got so much else right. So on balance, one bad decision against several that were good. You know, although I said he got a black mark against his name, that's because I've got him on a pedestal. So it is just a it's a very small black tick column. But um, Brian's comments absolutely spot on because the team he knew lead to it in the pre-match. They played like Celtic under Postecoglou, with the exception of they didn't have the, the crispest of passing towards the end, especially with. We saw who I thought done pretty well, but he's no Turnbull, he's no McGregor. Um, Sorrow wasn't great, but even despite that, it was still a decent performance and it was played with an identity, which is we've been crying out for that for, for a long time. So it does bode well that, you know, guys, I mean, I thought Scales showed up well. I thought Montgomery done well. Um, I thought Ian Henderson done well when he came on, um, considering he's, he's played very little football. So there is, you know, positives to take for tonight as well, obviously, apart from just the result, because given how bad we have injuries, we're going to have to rejig. And, I mean, what are we talking about? If, if Kiel was injured for a few weeks, you're going to have to go with a bad up front. Well, well Brian, let's oh. have a look at it. If, if, we're, if, we're going, if we're going to question Postacoglu tonight, he had options there. Eh? They could have put a badder through the middle and they put, could have put Mikey Johnson uh, out wide. There, there was options on the bench, even though there wasn't an out-and-out centre-forward. I mean, Jim uh, Jim Orr on, on, on the Friday with Laura has been shouting for a badder to go through the middle for weeks. And tonight was tonight was the night when it could have happened. And you had, well, he brought on Ewan Henderson and, and uh, a forward area tonight. So there was options there. So, I know we're looking at this with utter hindsight, eh? But it just looks like a poor decision now, bringing on a bat, eh, bringing on Kyogo. Aye, it does. And again, I think, <clears throat> and I say it's easy for us to sit here and, and say, "Oh, it's obviously should have done this." In the moment, you, you don't know what the, the feeling is. So, but I think what we're looking at now, if he is injured, is a badder through the middle, and Mikey Johnson out right probably, and Henderson out left, which is. Uh, Certainly, a, a, a real, real issue when you're probably your two best players this season, and Jota and Kyogo might be out for the most important period of the season. Um, but we don't know at this stage, well, it's just conjecture. Kyogo might be all right, as Laura says. Maybe he's, he is quite a dramatic wee guy, um, 
you know, he's a funny wee character sometimes and he's maybe just looked, maybe it's looked worse than it was and he didn't mean, he was he struggling off holding his leg and stuff like that, he just obviously, I think it's maybe more a precaution. Um, but again, we'll need to see. I've got, do we know, if, can we call up anyone from the B squad for the, for the league? How does that work? I, because... I, I seem to have a recollection that there was rules that allowed us to do that. I can't. I don't know what the details are of it or how many we can call up, but I think there is some flexibility around it. I would need to look up exactly where it was, though. Is it, we might need to get like maybe we Moffat and, and the boy Dawson and get mm. them up as attacking options, which is you know maybe good for them, but terrifying for us. But we've got to hope there's there's some way around that and try and get some other bodies on the bench. As we're talking about hindsight here, and we're also actually trying to predict the future. If we could all predict the future, we wouldn't be like working, and we would be we would be beating the bookies if we could predict the future. So I think we we need to actually just move on and let's focus on the positives tonight. I'm going to talk about one big positive, and that was a big fella at right back, big Uragede. What a setting half he had, eh? Uh, he was superb rampaging up and up and down that, that right wing. He looks a bit uncomfortable at times, eh? But man, the, the guy's got heart water, eh? He was, I thought he was great. He actually had one, I can't remember exactly when it was in the match, but he had one really good tackle against Iglesias where he chased him down and uh, um, kind of grabbed the ball off him, kind of Didi Agat style, where he got in like behind him and, and, and slid in. And he just, he seems to be, and I hate to, use all these cliches and stuff like that but he's such a big unit of a boy that like I could see him being a really solid uh, centre back the only thing I would say that is kind of giving me the fear a bit the now is that he just looks a bit sort of ungainly I think is the word I'm looking for just occasionally his limbs are going in every which direction and sometimes he doesn't even know where they're going and it's enthusiasm over skill sometimes but I would rather have that than have a guy that looks like he's not bothered one way or another so yeah I I was really encouraged by what I saw I think it's a good sign for the future considering compared to the player he was in August he's come on leaps and bounds and that's only four or five months so uh, I think a bit more work under Ange a bit more tutelage he could be a he could be a decent player for us going forward. And if you'd asked me if I was going to say that before the start of the match tonight, I'd have probably laughed in your face. <laughs> hey, I'm got AJSC Technology. Welcome back, mate. Uh, Uragidi's physicality and headed clearances can be an asset in the SPFL. Brian, I'm going to say two words: Bobo Baldy. Aye, but the thing is, Bobo Baldy was never a right back, was he? Um, and I think that's no, what he but it, it's. I think, I think. I think. I. To me, I said. I, I said it at the start of the game. He looks like he could be a real asset at centre half, but he's never a right back for me. And he, he done you know decent right, but he still looks for me like a player at a position. I think he's a better option at centre half than Beaton. If I'm honest, although Beaton done all right tonight, I think I would have Yuri Gidi there before him, and that's a huge compliment because I thought he was rotten in pre-season. I, I didn't fancy him at all, but. As Laura says, the improvement in him since then has been good, so that it bodes well that he's taking these things on. And I say, aye, it's in a half, I think he, he, he could be a player. Right back, no, no for me. Um, I just don't think he offers enough going forward, um, especially in the, the way we play. But the guy's got to be proud of himself. And 
as we said as well, his attitude was brilliant. He was putting his body on the line, throwing himself about. Um, you know, and uh, <clears throat> nice bit of banter between him and Beaton. And Beaton gave a wee kick up the backside for, for planting him on the ground. Tell you what, how the, how, how the two of them managed to get up for that, I'm, I'm delighted. But um, Macar says Bobo would have killed Beaton. Bobo would have got him. Um, I mean, no, I said, you're a positive display tonight from him, but I think still in the wrong position. Um, what I'm going to say is Adam comes in, Eurogidi had decent runs, Eurogidi's going to get you. When I was when I was mentioning Bobo Baldy there, Laura, I was kind of a wee bit tongue-in-cheek, but I'm talking about physicality. And mm-hmm. even on the telly, he looked massive. As I says in the, in the, in the pre-game, when we played against West Ham, he was the only one that physically matched the West Ham side. And when you look at the teams that we've maybe put out this season, you had Uragiri, you had Uragiri tonight, you had Liam Scales tonight, and you had Liam Shaw, all over six foot. And that was a, that was a change of dynamic and size physically to the Celtic team as well. And I, I thought all three of them done well. I really did. Yeah, I think it's been a big... Um criticism of the midfield that we usually go out with uh, with McGregor, Turnbull and um, Rogic, that Turnbull and Rogic in particular are not particularly physically imposing Rogic even though he's got the kind of stature that would make you think he was but to go out there tonight with, with Shaw and um, Beaton in the midfield you know, you, f- uh, you felt and that they were going to kind of boss it which they did for periods of the game Soros' uh, contribution was better in the second half. The first half, he, he had all the problems that we all know Soros got, namely that he kind of runs around like a headless chicken flying into every challenge going. And um, I think possibly he was calmed down in the in the halftime team talk and came out and looked all the better for it in the second half. But I don't know. I think in general, like the more players that you name and the more you go through the team from tonight, the more I'm thinking to myself, you know, before tonight, if you'd said to me Urugidi or Shaw or Scales or, you know, various other ones were coming into the team because of injuries, I'd have, you know, kind of been hedging my bets. But actually after tonight, I think we've probably need to put a bit more faith in the squad as a whole. I think we've got players there that can certainly do something. I mean, you're talking about, OK, I didn't think they were great shakes, but you're talking about the team that are third in La Liga. If if they're playing against them in that manner, then they can surely hand it, handle anybody in the domestic game. I tell you one thing, Laura, I would pay to watch Joaquim every week. Oh, <laughs> every day of the week, yeah. I, I would pay to watch Joaquim. What an absolute football player. And he's only six years younger than me, which is absolutely <laughs> frightening. Absolutely <laughs> frightening, man, that he's still running a bit of football park at 40, 40 years old. Well, let's let's have a uh, Niall Murray. Urugidi is a cross between Beckenbauer and Ugo Ekeog. Wow. <laughs> that is two names I would never have guessed, <laughs> would never have put in the same sentence. Beckenbauer and Ugo Ekeog. Let's talk, let's talk about the guy's scales. Bold Highland Paddy comes on. Scales was very good. Won the Tim. Scales barely missed a pass. We bummed him up. Pre-game, Brian, he didn't know what I was doing, did he? No, he, he, he played really well tonight, actually. Um, again, thought it was a really good attitude. He looks so composed in the ball. All the, he never looks hassled or harried. I don't know if it's just his, his body language or whatever, but he, he looked very comfortable all the time during the game. Um, strong, fast, 
good passer, you know, determined to get forward and attack. I really like the look of him. Um, I don't know. I think he staked a claim to, to maybe start ahead of, no, ahead of Taylor all the time. I think Taylor's still first choice, but... Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. He's a solid backup option, independent of the opposition. You might fancy giving him a chance just to add that bit of height into the back four. Uh, I'm very, very impressed that we've done well. Um, what's your take on McCarthy? Right. I thought he tried certain things and completely disappeared for the game. It won't. It's yeah. not one. There's no one game. It's not a game that he that you'll fondly remember. And it's probably another game, Laura, where anybody has got doubts about him in a Celtic jersey has got more reason to have doubts about him in a Celtic jersey, Laura. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've taken a bit of stick for saying this in the past, but I'll say it again because hey ho, I'm going to get the stick anyway. Um, McCarthy for me is one of these situations where he's been in the Premier League for so long and he's only 30 years old that my summation of it is if he was still good enough to be in the Premier League, he would still be there. He wouldn't have jumped at the chance to get a four-year deal off Celtic, which I think on reflection maybe looks like he's thought to himself, you know, I could get another couple of years at a lower Premier League or Championship team and then go to Celtic, or I could take what they're offering me and get a four-year deal that's way above anything that I would expect to get anywhere else. I think I think basically he's taken the deal for his own good, which is entirely his right as a professional footballer, but it's certainly not going to benefit us for the full duration of that contract. I think I, I don't think you'll see much from next season and certainly not any time after that. I, I just think every time that he's come into the team, he's looked like a guy who struggles to maintain fitness, struggles to keep up with the pace of the game and um, just just isn't of the standard that we need, unfortunately. I mean, I'm willing to give him time, but we've got to give him time. I think it's, I think he's a punt that we can't afford not to work, just because of the amount of money that we've probably laid laid out of him. But again, again, Brian, it is disappointing when it's one of these nights you're expecting him to actually step up and give us a performance, and he fails to do it once again. I mean, I think he was. I don't think he was too bad in the first half. Um, he just he completely disappeared in the second. It looked like he was done after like 50 minutes, um, which is a real concern because we're, we're going to have to rely on bodies, as we've seen tonight, the squad. Um, you know, and at the first half, I was liking what I was seeing. I thought he was breaking things up. I think he won the tackle that um, created the first goal. I thought he was quite aggressive. He was in the other players' faces and stuff. But he faded very quickly. Um, and and that's, a, that's a bit of a concern. So, again, I'll... I'm willing to give most players the benefit of the doubt, so he's no different. I'll give him a chance and, and see, and, and hopefully, you know, he can get a get a, a turn. But he, he's not the future of the club, is he? Yeah, I think he's there to kind of kind of steady the ship if needed. But he's going to have to get up to speed pretty sharp, um, given the the injuries. Because I think one of the things that 
people have been talking about with injuries is, I think, Laura, you touched on it before we come on air. It seems just like because we don't have that bigger squad and we're playing so much and we're having to play the same players all the time, you lose, I think it's tiredness and muscle fatigue is causing injuries. Now, I'm by no means any sort of medic or physician, but it's, it seems common sense that, you know, that's maybe the reason it seems like muscle fatigue. But the problem we've got is we're not in a position where we can really be resting people. Generally, but we don't have, and that's the that's that's that thing that balance can say we we're playing against Motherwell, right? And we say Theresa, we don't get any injuries tonight, but we rest a few players, rescue Ogo, rescue Otter, blah, blah blah, and we get beat. We can't afford to be losing points in the league, but we're also kind of grinding players down because we need to play them all the time. So you know, it just it really reinforces the importance of January in this window for me. Um, and I, and I don't think it's the sports scientists guys, and I don't think it's Ange or the coach's fault. I think it's just a, a, an indictment in the situation we're in squad-wise. Um, it is that. Um, it's obviously, we're just getting the comments through. Ange Postacoglu has been out doing this post-match, and it's not good news about Kyogo. Uh, he's saying that the hamstring is gone, and he could be out for a while. Um RB1888 comes and just sounded terrible about Kyogo. It's not good, mate. The mate's not used in a good, in a good way there. He's, he also says that the reason that he brought him on is we just haven't got the squad to cope. Um, that, that is disappointing. We've lost Yota. We've, we've lost um, Kyogo now. It's, it's a bit, it's a, it is a busy period for us now and it's looking to like it's going to take its toll. Um, and, but We'll have to try and have a look. We we'll need to have a look at the forwards tonight. How, how did we think Mikey Johnson did when he came on, Laura? I mean, I'm I'm not the person to come to on Mikey Johnson. Unfortunately, I'm tr- I want to be positive about this match because we won it and we beat Betis with a second string team, and and that was fantastic. But and I, people are going to say I'm. Being personal about Mikey Johnson, I'm I'm never personal about any Celtic player. I only judge them on what I see on the pitch. He was fine tonight. He didn't, uh, to use a phrase that, that that Brian said earlier, he didn't like the Heather or anything like it. That chance where he was through on goal on his own, I mean, it probably tells you everything about the guy's confidence level that you need to know, to be honest. I'm not going to ever go at him for missing it. I think his confidence is rock bottom because anybody with any ounce of confidence takes that on themselves and, and, and shoots and probably scores it. Um, the fact that he even tried to pass it off to a younger guy with less experience just tells you everything you need to know, I think. Definitely. Um, I, I thought the one in the, the last minute when he was bursting through on goal and he tried to square, as you, as you says, Laura, there was a particularly bad decision. It, it, his decision making just doesn't seem to be up to scratch. But you look what he done for the second for the, for the second goal when he set up Ewan Henderson for the second goal. That was a brilliant bit of play, Brian. So he has got it in his locker. Do you know we, we were talking about this on the um, the, the match day watch along. And we're talking about Mikey Johnson, and I, I've been a wee bit kinder to him than some, just because I, I, there is he has got ability, but I likened him to Gary McKay Stephen when we had him. He's got a player that's got ability, but it just you see the, the positives and negatives in, in such quick flashes. And tonight he done brilliantly to set up that goal, and then gives the ball away, and then they score, and then he's got the chance. He, he 
you know, it it was flagged offside, but he, he took it well for the what would have been the fourth goal mm-hmm. uh, towards the end of the game. He's got a simple, you know, he can have had a shot or play a simple ball through, and he he, he fluffs it. So he's 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 such a strange player to judge because you look at him, you go, there's a talent there, but I just don't think, as you say, his decision making is good enough to to warrant a a Celtic jersey. I don't. And it's not been harsh on the boy because he is a good player, but I just don't think he's he's a caliber. And he's twenty two now. He's been in about the team for a while. He, if he doesn't get better quicker, he's never going to get better. But he did set up the goal. I think he done okay, but decision making let him down. And and given how thin we're going to be, especially up front, we can't we can't be having players making bad decisions at crucial times like that. Because it, it's going to cost us now more than ever, especially in the next couple of weeks. Definitely. Laura, we're going to need to actually look for solutions um, if Kyogo is out for the next couple of weeks, if Yota is out for the next couple of weeks. Um, and as basically been saying in his, in his post-match interview, we just haven't got the strength and depth. It's probably something that we all, we all knew anyway, but on a night like this where we've actually... But with some of the young team have actually stepped up. Some of the B side, some of the B side, some of the B B players have actually stepped up. It's quite hard not not actually looking at with a, with a kind of like feeling done about it because we've we've lost our most important player, but. We've got to hope that some of these guys new step up. We've got to hope Abada can cut it through the middle. We've got Tom Rogic to come back. We've got James Forrest to come back. We have got guys that can actually score goals. We need guys to step up to the plate now. We need new heroes. And I think tonight gave us enough hope that there's some guys in that squad that could actually step up and do a shift for us, Laura. Well, I think... Stephen Welsh is a hero, whatever way you cut it. He's absolutely fantastic. Definitely. I would ha- I would have him in the team at any cost. Uh, Liam Scales is going the right way about becoming a Celtic hero. Uruguidi showed enough promise tonight that I would suggest he deserves more game time and will likely get it after this performance. Uh, Liam Shaw was was as good as I thought he needed to be tonight. You know, there's plenty positives to take away from that tonight. Okay, there's this massive um, cloud hanging over us with Ayeti and Kyogo going off injured. It might end up that Jim Moore gets his wish and Abada is playing <laughs> through the middle against against Motherwell on Sunday. And I tell you, it will be at us in the group chat if Abada scores a barrel load of goals against Motherwell <laughs> and we'll have to take it in the chin. But I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of comments here coming through saying that we've been awfully negative in that tonight. It's, it's not that we're being negative, it's just, um, the, the phrase I would use is I'm just a bit bummed out about the news about Kyogo. I think if we'd come away without injuries tonight in this performance, we'd be looking at it totally differently. But with the injuries on board, you're looking ahead going, how do we get through the next few games? But I tell you something, I'm glad of the performances that I've seen from some of those players tonight because we're going to rely on them heavily in the next couple of weeks. We are going to rely on heavily, Brian. I mean, I'm like, it's raining, but I'm dancing in the rain because we've done really well. And we've finished the Europa League group with nine points. I'm looking forward to the Europa League draw. I'm looking forward to playing Motherwell on Sunday because, aye, right, injuries happen in football. They can happen at any other time, can happen at any period whatsoever. I think what all we're seeing is 
Angie's intense style of play and a heavy schedule just catching up on us. That's it. But we've got Motherwell on Sunday. And we just need to get on with it. That's what we need to do. We need to get on with it. And I'm not going to change my opinion, Brian. I know me and you had the same opinion that if we go into January still in touch, it's game on. And I still believe it's game on. And I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to Sunday now. Well, again, it's one of the things we've touched on in the past as well. So, yeah, of course. I mean, the thing about Steve, if, I know I saw some of the comments saying Kyogo was only one player. And it goes, right, but we've also got another two strikers and they're injured as well. So that, that's, that's the worry. <laughs> I know he's only one player. I can do the math. But every player in the position is now injured. We're literally no strikers at the club. So that's the issue. But as Kev says, we're, we're finished nine points in the Europa League group stage. And I took that definitely start the season. We're in touch. We've got the, the game against Motherwell. And I, the, 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 the thing we also have to remember, and I, you know, we also have to caveat these things, we're at the start of the journey. We're still at the start of the journey. I said you can judge Ante if you get three transfer windows. We've only had one. We're approaching the other. So let's see where we're at. Yeah, but I've got to say, Kev, see me put a positive spin on things, you get a real motivational thing. Kev Graham, house manager, you heard it here first. No, 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 no. I can't even get abs out against Celtic. It might be the only way I get a ticket for the cup final, right enough if I apply for that job, eh? But um, let, let's have a look forward. We've got mother, we've got Motherwell, we've got Motherwell on Sunday. I, we'll probably bring back a, a, a full team. We are going to see a badder through the middle. I still think we'll have enough to beat Motherwell. We've then got the, we've then got the draw for the Europa Conference League on Monday and the teams that we can get the only one that hasn't been decided is the Spurs group because obviously the Spurs game was was uh, was cancelled uh, this evening so we can actually get Maccabi Tel Aviv a partisan Belgrade I wouldn't mind them that's one that's one for the Celtic Daz there uh, <laughs> Bodo Glint FC Randers Slavia Prague PAOK uh, Vitesse or Spurs or Bal. Well, there's a lot of big names there. There's a lot. There, there's, there's a lot of. There's a lot of teams that are going to give us a good challenge. There's also a couple of games I would quite fancy. A chances of going through. Laura, who do you fancy out of that lot? To be honest, um, if we avoid Bal and Spurs, I think we've got a pretty decent chance against most of the rest of them. You know, it's like. Uh... I can't think of any one of the other teams that are named there that would that you would go into really fearing them. Obviously, Partizan Belgrade is one of those football cliches where you it would always be a difficult away trip and that kind of thing. But you know, I, I'm encouraged by it. And um, for anybody who says the conference is not worth its salt being in, you know, at the end of the day. It's new, yes, and it's not where we would maybe want to be, but maybe it's where we need to be right now. Maybe it's the level that we're at. And um, any chance to see Celtic play a bit more European football after Christmas is one that I'll take, because at the end of the day... Uh, we'd... Laura Froza. <laughs> Uh, play against she's, some. I don't know what's up on my internet tonight, but um, yeah, no, I'm just saying. Just saying, I think it's a. I think it's a good shot for us. I think it's uh, any chance to watch Celtic, I'll take. You know. 
I thought your hamstring had went there, Laura. Brian, oh. <laughs> uh, what, what team would you fancy in the next round in the, in the last 32 of the Conference League? Look, it's not where we want to be. It isn't where we want to be. But I'm not going to be arguing if it gets to the light nights and you're still in Europe. Oh, definitely. I, 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 start, I don't mind us being in the Conference League. It's obviously you prefer you know, more success, but we've still got European football after Christmas. Given where we start the season, you'll take it. See, Bonnie, see the way I'm feeling about Celtic now. I don't care who we face. I think, I think, we, I think on our night we can be a match. You know, I thought a little bit we lost against Leverkusen away. I thought that performance was excellent against a very good side. Um, and I think on a night in Parkhead, hopefully we have fully fit squad. We can be, a, we can be a match for anybody. So, so bring them on. I, I'm not that concerned about the draw. I think because that you can, you, the, the temptation is to pick the team that maybe Saturday and go for them, but as you, you know, for, for past games, that doesn't always work for us, so uh, I'll, I'll be quite happy with whoever we get, and we'll look forward to it, and uh, I think that'll be the message Andrew going to players as well, you take care of your game, you do what you do, and don't worry who it is you're playing. Definitely, I mean, the finals in Albania, we've got a good friend who's the president of Albania, uh, so I uh, a Declan's friend, eh? So it, it, it could be it could be written in the stars. We've got Europe to look forward to. We've got Sunday to look forward to. It's always happy being a Celtic fan. I want to thank everybody being in uh, who's watched us this evening. The comments have been absolutely bizarre as usual, uh, but some some great some some great comments. It's a strange game. It's a strange game to actually comment on straight after it because of the the mix emotions that we're actually suffering that we're actually suffering for from but Laura's back tomorrow with a Friday bulletin as, as Jim and Tony on, on tomorrow um, yeah I believe we've got Alan from Celtic by numbers as well so he'll be on with us as well thanks very much see you later hail hail and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox 
Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.